This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Mr. Ian McVeigh, who is Senior Vice President and General Manager, EMEA, for People Analytics and Workforce Planning Experts, Vizia, to discuss why businesses can thank recession for staff retention and not loyalty. Thank you for joining us, Ian. Great to be with you, Clayton. Research conducted by Census-Wide and commissioned by Vizia tells us that 81% of employees are choosing to stay put due to the recession. Is that correct? That's right. That's what the data said uh, of a sample of across over 2,000 organisations in the UK. We find ourselves in a very interesting situation here in the UK to, for such a high number of employees to choose to want to stay put. What were the other factors that made that decision? Well, I think it's the concern over impending recession and tightening in the recession as we go forward towards next year. So one of the things the survey also showed is this mantra of your last in first down. So last hired, first fired. Uh, So in moving roles, there's an element over job security. 67% of the respondents to the survey were concerned over, you know, being last in, first out if recession tightens. So job security is definitely playing on people's minds and people are looking to bed down where they currently are, albeit half of the people, so 80% not changing, but half of those wanting to change. So there's an element of trapped within existing organisations and that trapped plays a little bit to the survey we conducted uh, back in June, which says 90% of households are struggling to keep up with the cost of living. So there's real a little bit of pain out there. I think people are genuinely struggling to make ends meet a bit and they're looking to maybe job mobility but they're fearful Uh, and whether that fear is correct of course is a discussion we can have but they're fearful over moving because they may be the you know the first in last out in the new company they may move to. You mentioned last in first out obviously being a traditional method of people being hired and fired etc but once upon a time it was young people that left very quickly and older people stayed put. Are we seeing the trend going to change now going forward? I think career mobility is across all demographic. Um, But that career freeze also is across all demographics. So the macro trends here that I find most interesting is that 20 years ago, in 2020, there were only 200 million organizations worldwide. Last year, there were 350 million companies worldwide. So that is nearly a doubling of the number of companies, which therefore means, you know, the number of jobs. Um, Similarly, birth rates declined since the 1950s, such you've got about five children per family to just 2.4 globally, and in the United States, only 1.7. So in other words, more jobs, less people, which means potentially, um, as we see in the UK data, 1.3 million job vacancies. So I don't think that the career mobility is limited by demographic. I think it's a broader concern over impacting recession and whether those concerns are founded or not. The macro view is it's still very much an employee's market because there are more jobs than there are people to fill them. And it's about skilling in the right area where those demands are. That is important because I think the skills that people have or retain during their employment is obviously something that is is something that's passed on to other employers. You're saying that lots of companies effectively, the amount of companies have doubled 
Do you think that COVID had a big part to play in that? I think digital technology is, has a big part to play. I think, you know, the gig economy, the ability to work from anywhere, uh, the fact that you can have a lifestyle business and, you know, move abroad and, and run that lifestyle business, uh, yet still connect back to friends and family. Or you can set up different businesses by having a mobile phone and, and setting up a shopping cart and selling online jewelry, whatever it might be. So, I think technology is the undercurrent that is causing a growth in the number of companies and the fragmentation of that. Um, and technology is an enabler of different ways of working that weren't there previously. Recently, this concept of quiet quitting, and it sounds more of an American concept than a British one. The word quitting might sound a little bit more aggressively American. Quiet is definitely British. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think quiet quitting, simply put, is the notion that you go to work and you're not necessarily giving 110% or or you might not even be giving 100% in your day job because you are actually perhaps looking at the next job you can go get or trying to do a side hustle. Again, the Vizier survey said in the summer that 47% of respondents were looking at taking a second job on. So, um, and whether they were doing that a little bit in the productivity of the hours of the first job, uh, question mark, but quiet quitting is really the notion that people are perhaps not engaged uh, or in, uh, highly engaged in the role that they're doing, therefore not being as necessarily as fully productive as they could be, and therefore are looking at alternatives during that time they could be being productive on their current job. So if we look at that framework, that goes back to there's a real pain. People feel trapped, but in being trapped, they may be reducing productivity to look at other things. And this is really something employers have both a risk, but also a great opportunity for so using technology there's ways of understanding how that employee is feeling um, and understanding what's important to that employee um, whether that is to work hybridly to work remote to reduce the cost of commute so 25 percent of our survey said that actually remote work was something or, or hybrid work is something that they welcome and 27 said uh, learning and reskilling is something that they said um, and nearly sort of 40% said that a bonus scheme would help work, you know, ameliorate the cost of living crisis. So technology like Vizia can help our customers, uh, employers, understand what's important to their employees down to a market of one, each individual employee, and then can start to take actions and have a conversation um, through frontline managers that manage those teams rather than sort of an amorphous central team that can't connect personally into the lives of each of the people that are being managed and run within the company. You mentioned the technology of Vizia. Could you explain a little bit more about that? Certainly. This is what's called a software as a service technology. It's a piece of software. It's run remotely outside of uh, enterprise data centers. And it's a, a technology that uh, helps companies do what we call people analytics. And that means you can put different sets of people data in. Um, what is my demographic? How long have I been in the company? What's my performance? What is my communication patterns? Who do I communicate with more frequently than others digitally? And then where are people in my role moving within the company? Um, and so you can put all the data in, analyze it, and start to get these sorts of trends that say you've got potentially a career path in in your company um, because people with your skill set move to these other roles. People that collaborate or, or network with these people are more likely to move into these roles. Um, I understand, Ian, that for you, hybrid working is important. 
Um, you don't want to be isolated at home all the time, you, but sometimes you do like coming in and seeing people, but other times you like deep productivity of deep work from home. So that's what Vizier does. It's a software that for our, enables our companies to put data in, to analyze that data, and then to take action against that data by empowering frontline managers to have very real pointed conversations with each of their employees. So take, for example, the cost of living crisis. If you're a company and you've got a certain budget you can apply to all employees uh, for a pay rise, do you do it to everybody? Or do you do it to those that are most likely to stay? Do you do it to those that you've perceived to have the most valuable skill in, in the business impact they do in the business? And Vizier can help com companies have that conversation and, and have that type of analysis and plan. So Vizier, it really almost, I'm not saying it necessarily reads the minds of employees, but obviously it helps employers get a clear indication of what employees really genuinely need. Would I be correct in saying that? That's right. It's basically a way of taking data and understanding that data that employers can then act on and ultimately can be surfaced to employees to understand themselves as well. And so that helps to have a very rich dialogue of who am I, where am I going and getting learnings, both sides, learnings of, you know what, I might not be hitting my diversity goals in certain hiring uh, regions, either globally or nationally. That's a surprise to me. I didn't know that as a, say, a top line manager. Um, or equally within a team, I didn't know that half my team actually want to come back to the office. And so Vizier helps with all of those sorts of conversations and can give insight beyond where we may not have understood it in ourselves sometimes, and certainly where companies haven't got a, a, an understanding of their uh, employee base. Recessions, they come, they go, but they don't last forever. Will we see a dramatic change going forward? This is a great question, Clayton, because you're absolutely right. Most likely or most luckily, uh, recessions are one to two years max. And I think having that mindset is really important because that means companies should think about year two, three, four, five, not year one, uh, perhaps just next year, and then knee-jerk and take react, you know, this last-in, first-out action. That means in year two, they're then scrabbling to hire again. Uh, they may have hurt their employer branding because they get a reputation of being a company that, that lets people go and then rehires. And I go back to that macro, more jobs than there are people. So people are becoming, we are more and more important rather than a pool of labor that can be brought on and let go, brought on and let go. I think the world is changing in a way where we are what I call are going from human resources to human assets. We're an asset for a company, not a commodity or resource that's expendable. Um, and I think the companies that understand that, the companies that are people first in their approach, the companies that therefore take a, a longer planning horizon in how to skill correctly for the future, how to upskill existing teams and find, you know, roles, fulfill roles from an existing candidate pool internally, and therefore give career mobility to people internally, which we do know for, for certain demographics, the younger demographic particularly is an extremely important part of the employee value proposition. Um, I think those companies will weather any recession much more strongly, get greater productivity and engagement from the teams they have, and ultimately see the impact on the top line growth, which is what everybody wants to get out of recession with. So focusing on the bottom line, focusing on the people you have, empowering them, and getting the very best business outcome for them, ultimately is the way to drive the top line and, and, and get everybody out of recession. I saw an interesting article the other day about not work from home, but work from pub. Um, will um, software as a service and Vizier be providing that as part of the algorithm? 
work from pub. Yes, yeah. as opposed to work from home. Yeah, I saw the, the cartoon that went with that where the landlord is screaming, going, someone please buy a pint. Don't just come in here to stay, stay warm. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, Vizio, absolutely, because that work from pub for those that are digitally, you know, you do digital work. So I'm mindful as well in this conversation, not everybody is attached to a, a computer all day, every day, you know, but that a lot, most workers in some form touch some form of technology. But those that say work from, can work from a pub and productively work from a pub, then that digital footprint of how they're working is what we call collaboration analytics. So it basically looks at the time on, you know, on on the computer, who you're interacting with, the people you're interacting with, and increasingly the tone of those interactions. Are there particular business meetings that really stress you out? You know, is Ian's voice much more elevated in doing a podcast with Clayton? Um, and can you detect stress in my voice more than my team meeting? Or is it my team meeting that really gets me more elevated and concerned? So, and then providing those insights back goes, hey, and did you realize you, you, you have more stress or tone in your voice in these types of meetings or with these particular colleagues? Um, and then you can start having an active uh, view and, and thought to that on how, how do I show up? How do I best show up? Um, and maybe which colleagues or teams do I really, really work well with and which others may I need to think about how I engage with or or how I interact with. So all of that can be done through technology like Vizier in a way that can be surfaced to employees so they see the data. So there's no lack of transparency in that. So it's not a, a, a kind of a scary watching without knowing technology. And it's a technology that can return real insights to individuals ultimately uh, to help them learn about themselves, about the people they collaborate with. And again, for the business benefits of getting a better work day for themselves and a great outcome for their employers. Excellent. So where can businesses go to get more information about this? Uh, thanks, Clayton. I mean, quite simply, vizier.com, V-I-S-I-E-R.com. Go have a look on our website. You'll see many of the solutions I've been talking about there in terms of the core for people analytics, the technology and how we've helped companies such as Experian or Merck or Lego really sort of enhance their people operations through understanding their people through using technology like Vizier. Thank you very much. Ian McVeigh, Senior Vice President and General Manager EMEA. Thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, Clayton. You're welcome.